You're listening to Kiss My Aesthetic, your go-to podcast for bragworthy branding, marketing, and entrepreneurship advice. I'm your host, Michelle Winterstein of MKW Creative Co. Let's dive into the episode. Greetings and welcome back to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. I'm so excited to have Ryan on the podcast today. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, it's going to be a great episode because we're going to talk all things San Diego Open. If you followed me on social media, you know I've been posting about it like crazy. So excited to be back again for year two and excited to be working with you as well. Yeah, thank you. The content is amazing. I'm getting a ton of positive feedback and I'm sharing it too because it's just so cool. So thank you for what you and your team are doing. Oh my gosh, we love to hear it. But really the purpose of today, we want to make sure that everyone gets all the information. This is going to be the one-stop shop of all the info for San Diego Open, besides the website, of course, and the socials. But for someone who doesn't know you yet, can you give us some of your background and how you even got started with the WTA and with San Diego Open? Yeah. So I'm the CEO of Youth Tennis San Diego and Tactica Padel, so two different sports. Youth Tennis San Diego owns and operates the Barnes Tennis Center. So that's where the WTA event will be, where it was held last year and some of the ATP events too. So I was a tennis player, grew up as a tennis player, born in San Diego played all over the world for the U.S., played junior tennis, played collegiate tennis, and a little bit of professional tennis. I got into coaching, and when I started to get into coaching, that's when I started running events. Started with junior events, then went on to college, semi-pro events, and then just kind of went up in the tier system to get to this place now of running what is the second biggest professional tennis tournament in the Western United States. Second behind Indian Wells, correct? Yeah, there are 1,000. Okay. So we're at WT500, which is very big, but yeah, second. <laughs> yeah, second. Well, we'll get them maybe someday, right? Let's kind of talk about what this whole thing even looks like for someone who's maybe doesn't know a ton about tennis or hasn't really followed the sport, but maybe lives in San Diego and is curious about it. How do you explain what San Diego Open is to someone who might be new to this whole world? Yeah. So in terms of sports and the level of this event, just think of it, if you're a football fan, think of this as the NFC championship game where the Grand Slams might be the Super Bowl. This is the highest level you're going to get. So we have, I think right now we have half of the top 10 that have signed up, eight of the top 20, or maybe actually more half of the top 20. So what this means is you're going to see the best athletes in the world. We have a very intimate stadium. We have a very even smaller second court. So imagine seeing the wave on the sidelines. That's the kind of seat you're going to get. So it's an amazing event. It's also an event that is not just about the tennis. It's about all the other stuff that we're going to do that I'm sure we're going to talk about in this podcast. Oh, yeah. It's going to be the place to be for the week. You're going to want to come to the Barnes Tennis Center to see the best women in the world play this game, to learn about the sport, to learn about health, learn about wellness to have fun, have a drink, come with your family, your friends. It's a social event. So there's no reason to not come and check it out. I invited some of my friends to come last year after helping with some of the marketing and kind of check it out. And it was cool to let them see what I'd been working so hard, what we've all been working so hard on, right? But it was everyone walked away saying that they had way more fun than they thought they were going to, Yeah, (laughs) which I don't know what they were anticipating. But I think because it is a whole week and there's a lot of different things happening each day, there's a lot to take advantage of. 
Let's give the specific dates for this year's tournament. Give us kind of the rundown. What hours are we open? What are going to be your best days to go? When are you going to get the most access? Kind of give us the week overview, so to speak. Yeah. So we start September 9th. September 9th and September 10th are the qualifying days. So September 11th through the 16th is the main draw. So we have players that some of them are 30 in the world that are going to have to be in qualifying. Tickets are cheaper on the weekend. And typically, there's a lot more access to come out and see the players firsthand. You can see a lot of players practice because everybody's getting ready for the main draw. So September 9th and 10th are really fun times, I think, for people to come out and bring your family out. Starting September 11th, we start with the main draw, which is 1130. So we have a day session and a night session during the main draw. Whereas, I'll take a step back, in the qualifying event, we start at 1030. And we just play a bunch of matches. So you just get a download, an overload of tennis, which is fun. But going back to the main draw, we start September 11th at 1130. We'll have a couple matches on the stadium court. Then the night session starts at 530. And then 530, you have two courts or two matches that go on. We have a secondary court. Those matches that start at 1130, those will just be what we say by followed by. So we might have four matches on those courts, which start at 1130, and they just keep going and going and going. So if you have a grounds pass, you get to go see that second court. You get to walk around in the village. You get to go eat food, take have a drink, um, do some of the other activations. Whereas then the um, the main draw, you know, you have the day session and night session. Um, we're going to have other things going on, like celebrity matches at the night session, stuff like that, too. Yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. Definitely the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, would you say, are the best days to see the most amount of matches? Yeah. Because that's kind of the lead up into the big weekend, right? And a lot of the tickets have sold really fast for quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals, right? Yeah, I'll give you a little stat for today. About a thing this morning for parents and kids can come free and get a lunch for the first 100 on Sunday of qualifying. Within an hour or so, we got 680 people that registered. Which is awesome. Good numbers. Yeah. They're seeing, okay, this is, they probably came last year and they're going to be able to see a ton of matches. But yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're going to see all the players. The top seeds, they do get buys. So the number one seed and the second seed. So they would get a buy, you know, like on that Monday or Tuesday. So you might not see them. So Wednesday's huge. But to see the best players and see the most players, definitely those first three days. Absolutely. We also have a really great premier sponsor this year. Let's shout out Symbiotica. Talk to us about what you've learned about Symbiotica since working with them and why you're excited to bring them on as a sponsor for this year's event, because now it's Symbiotica San Diego Open. It is. It's the Symbiotica San Diego Open. We learned so much just about not just their products, right? So they have all the nutritional products to keep you healthy, to keep you fit, focused, to recover, right? So they're a full comprehensive company. But their mission is what is most inspiring. They just really, really want to support people, support athletes, and they're driven to do that. And it's so great to see them not only partner with us, but you know, I went to South Park and they have a huge billboard there. So really their reach is expanding, which is awesome. And their partnership is why we're here, right? I mean, we can't do this without our sponsors. And for a local company with a mission to support people and support women and girls is just absolutely inspiring and aspiring. Yeah. And their tagline of like live with intention, I feel like is such a San Diego kind of catchphrase. Like I think of the lifestyle of being in San Diego. I grew up in San Diego also and went to college here and like feel very connected to this being, you know, my hometown as well. 
I think they have a really good energy from a kind of positioning themselves as yes, you want to be an athlete at the top of your game, but not at the expense of like your quality of life. I think that's a really interesting thing to kind of hold one in the same. And that's kind of how we tied in this like women in wellness initiative. Can you give us an overview of what that looks like and how that ended up as a theme for this year's event? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, kind of going back, I want to go back to the symbiotica statement that you made about the intention. And I think that is very San Diego, but it's also like this, what I've noticed about it is joy. Yeah. You know, that do this with joy, take care of yourself. And I think that's what leads into this initiative that we've started, the Women in Wellness Initiative. So it's the Symbiotica San Diego Open presented by ResMed in partnership with US Specialty Labs and Rady Children's Hospital. And the intentions behind that are to inspire and educate, right? And to do this with a platform that we have this tournament for the week, but we have these other partners like the SETA Foundation and Youth Tennis San Diego and the Barnes, because we have this outreach in the city of San Diego and Southern California, we can use their intentions and their products and their companies to make sure that everybody gets this opportunity to know how to eat right, right? ResMed is about sleeping. And there's a lot of data behind how women's health is affected by their sleep. So now ResMed is able to come out throughout the year and throughout the tournament to educate girls and women to make sure that they are better, right, and healthier, to U.S. specialty labs to be able to test at home, you know, and so when we can go into maybe some of these non-affluent areas where they're not getting this access and we can help in that way through this sport of tennis and through our partners, that is what has inspired us to do this event and promote, you know, these companies and, you know, the future of tennis. Yeah, there's a really strong link to it also happens to be the 50th year of the WTA, yeah, which is just like incredible timing <laughs> for us. But I think also that's like a great example of an organization that really prioritizes women's athletics. If we didn't say at the top of this episode, this is a WTA 500 event. So there's no men's event this year. It's just women's. And we've got incredible athletes coming out. But talk to us about WTA because you've been in the tennis world for a long time, right? And you've got like the tennis icon on the women's side of Billie Jean King, right, with WTA. Talk to us about how you've seen that organization like grow or change or evolve since you've been in tennis. Yeah, I mean, I've really been in it my whole life. My aunt, Marita Redondo, who started in the Virginia Slims tour, you know, played on that tour, and she was a top player, played all the Grand Slams with these ladies. But women's tennis is, I think, the most watched female sport in the world. So it is exciting. It's engaging and it inspires kids. And I think that's what the WTA has done. If you wanted to call it a product, right? Professional women's tennis. It does more than just entertain. It's inspiring people to do more in their lives, to give back, to be a part of something. And I think that's what the WTA has done so well is it's very holistic. They really, in my opinion, take really good care of their players. In all the meetings, as a tournament director, the biggest thing that I hear from them is, how are you taking care of the players? Right. And so I think they've just done a great job of making sure that the people who are the athletes are taken care of, rewarded, you know, and it's great to see the equal prize money being the major focus of the WTA. It's extremely inspiring. And the people and the leaders like Billie Jean King behind it, and not just her because she has that platform, but women are really taking to making sure that the WTA, women's tennis and women's sports is given the platform that it deserves. 
Yeah. And I think the conversation about mental health is woven in there really nicely too. I saw some of the episodes of Breakpoint, which some of the athletes that have come last year and will be there this year were in. And I think that especially as we're heading into like another season of Olympics, like it's a really cool time to be interested in sports again and kind of support your favorite players, but also be having these bigger conversations about what does it look like to have that balance, right? And San Diego is such a good place for that. I feel like we've got really great lifestyle balance and all of those things. But there's also sometimes like an opportunity to go the fancy route when it comes to tennis. I think you went to Wimbledon, right? I'm dying to go. That's on my bucket list. You have to. I have to at some point. And I'm really interested, just personal curiosity of kind of the blend of like branding meets like a luxury kind of experience. Like how do you take this great tournament and elevate it for the person that wants to really do it up, right? And we've got really cool opportunities with the VIP experience for this year's tournament that includes Symbiotica and includes some of the other sponsors. How have you been explaining this to people? And what are you most excited about with this VIP chalet build out that's currently happening at the time that we're recording? Yeah, we're doing way more than last year. So if you thought last year was great and it was intimate, this year we've elevated that. So the stadium is bigger, but there's more seats. But, you know, going to that kind of Wimbledon feel, like you said, or being able to do it up, we're just providing more opportunities. So the VIP Chalets, which is a second story platform up on the north baseline side, is going to be awesome with VIP hospitality and drinks to the VIP area behind on court 18. We have luxury bathrooms just for the VIPs, great food, great drinks. We bring players down there to serve and make drinks with Voss Water and whatever sponsors we have. And this year, we're adding the Fierce and Kind Court 10. So that's not just for VIP. It's for all fans, but we're going to make it and give it that VIP feel. And that's like something that Wimbledon does, where just to get in the gates, like you're a VIP, right? Expectation of how you dress, you get kind of poshed up, right? And they have all of those experiences for just the fan. And that's what I think we're doing this year. That's going to be different. And to make it, again, that place to be and to give it that feel that you can come here and have some fun. Well, and something that you don't necessarily get when you're at Petco Park or you're at another professional sports game or a goals game or, you know, you're doing any of these other kind of events. Like, I think because the venue is so unique at Barnes Tennis Center, like we've got an incredible view. One of my favorite videos from last year, there was like the most perfect sunset during one of the matches. And like the stadium was filled with people and you're watching tennis. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy that this is here. I don't think I knew that you could have such a cool tennis event at a place like that. I think that that's what surprised me at least. Yeah. I mean, if you can get the cheapest GA seat in the stadium, yeah, which is on the West side way up. But if you turn around, you're looking at the ocean, you're looking at sailboats, like you said, the sunset, La Jolla in the back. I mean, it's gorgeous. So we're lucky. I mean, we're extremely lucky in San Diego to be at this site. And so that's a big part of it. And why I think the WTA and Octagon, who owns the tournament, we lease it chose San Diego and the Barnes Tennis Center because of the location. Is there a day of the tournament that you look forward to the most? Do you like more of the beginning days? Do you love like the hype around the finals? Are you just like, I'm the happiest when it's over? <laughs> like, What part of it gets you most excited? It's a funny question or a statement about when it's over because it's like, yeah, <laughs> there's all of this stress and the whole buildup. You're like, you're finally done. But then you're like, oh my God, it's done. Like you don't want it to be done. Right. Because you have all of the team, right? We're a team and we're doing this all together and it's super fun. We're really, really lucky to be in the position. But going back to your question about the day, I think the first night session is always really fun 
because you're kind of just waiting for the night session and under the lights, the VIP going on. So I think the first night session is one of my favorites. And then I love the finals too. Yeah. I mean, the finals, it's pretty hard to beat that electric feeling. Like I'm always the person that like cries at a sports documentary because I think you see them, right? Because you can see this athlete and it's so incredible what they've achieved. But then you think of like all the people on their team and all the people that have supported them and their parents and their coaches, all the people that play a role in that victory. It's electric. It's a really like cool, palpable feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to it. We had some fun and got some good like emotional reactions out of people on social media with our campaign this year. So I want to give some airtime for that because you guys, I'm lucky and working with Troy and Natalie, who are also amazing, that you guys, when I have a crazy idea, like for the most part, let me run with it, (laughs) which has been so much fun. But this Tennis is Taking Over campaign, I know you've seen and shared some of the stuff and we got some really interesting reactions about it. What was kind of your take or what have you kind of heard through the community since we were posting all these kind of hype images to get people curious about it? Yeah, just, I mean, the creative behind it. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe all the tennis balls are in the ocean and, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all over San Diego and pets, dogs. You've been super creative with it. And I think that's what everybody's kind of getting the energy from. Yeah, I think it was fun to kind of think outside the box. Natalie and I had a lot of conversations about like what guerrilla marketing looks like. And I think whenever I think of San Diego Open, I'm always trying to think about what's something that we can get away with that other markets can't. Like you couldn't really run that campaign and have it work for US Open in the same way. It wouldn't connect or work for Indian Wells. But I think because we're so close to the beach and people have dogs and dogs play with tennis balls and there's kind of like surfers and opportunities to kind of weave that story together. And then with all of these AI imaging tools, it's really incredible how far we can go with a theme like that. Yeah. And it's unique unique to us. Yes, exactly. So you're designing San Diego, which is, again, location. Like that's one of our strengths is we have this unique location and you designed it perfectly. Yeah. (laughs) Now it'll kind of bleed into some of the things at the tournament as well, because I've been talking with Angela, who's doing the event production design. And we found some really cool ways to kind of carry that theme through. How important would you say is branding for something like a tennis tournament? When you see people buying the merch or the hats or the bags or the things, like, did you end up in the gift shop at Wimbledon? Or is that not really your jam? (laughs) Yeah, coffee mug, t-shirts, gifts for staff. I mean, the consistency of brand is huge. It's everything in business. And so to make sure that our brand is seen and remembered so that you're always on and, you know, hopefully on top of mind that it's not just you see it and then you get distracted and you forget about it, but you see it, you buy your tickets or you talk about it, whatever. So extremely important. I think that's one of our strengths as well. I love the branding that we have. It's consistent. I'll give you an example. When I was, I don't know where, I, maybe I was flying into London or I was international and I was in customs and, you know, weaving around and somebody had a San Diego open hat on. No way. Recently? Last year. Oh, I love that. Okay, that makes me so excited. I didn't get to engage with that person because they were far away, but I'm like, hey, man, like, that's so awesome. And then, you know, I take my kids to Balboa Park or the zoo and the shirt, or you see people running, you know, down the street and they have their shirt on. I mean, it's a brand. It's a style. It's so fun. I get absolutely tickled every time I see it because now my friends and family will like wear it around me like on purpose. Like if they know we're going to go on a dog walk, like my dad will wear his like dry fit shirt and my friends will wear their hats and they're like, look, 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 They're always like pointing it out to me. But I think that that's the branding part that we're talking about is it's so interesting when we did all the polls about 
merch, people were always voting for things with the logos on them, which there's an interesting because like creating like a lifestyle brand, a lot of people have moved away from plastering logos all over stuff. But I think when you think about event marketing, people want that as the insignia of the time and the place that they went and got it from, knowing that that's not available to everyone all the time, right? Like there is kind of an air of not exclusivity to be like off-putting, but kind of like it's a memento or a souvenir in the way that we don't really have stuff like that anymore. Like I think even when you go travel, you see everything ends up like kind of made in China. Everything looks the same no matter almost what country you're in now. But I think when you have event marketing, you still have this like nice sweet spot to make stuff that people can't get otherwise that kind of tells the story. And I think we're super unique in that way, right? With what's created because it's got that San Diego feel. You know, I'm not speaking down on other tournaments or anything, but if you're in, I don't want to say a bad, I don't want to say a state, we have this uniqueness with San Diego and the beach and the green yellow, you know, that's like the ocean and the sun. And that's what a Wimbledon does, right? They have that time. All right. I was at Wimbledon. I was at that moment. Yeah. Totally. And they lean into like that purple, right? Like the very royal purple color and then the greens and then the Wimbledon whites. But definitely for here, it was also about mishmashing our style, like co-branding between San Diego Open and Symbiotica, because that was a new thing brought to the table. That was a factor we didn't have to consider last year as much. But this year it's like, okay, when Troy brought that forward to me, I was like, all right, we need to revisit the branding assets then and like level up to where Symbiotica is. Because I think last year, I had no idea how big the tournament was or like how many places we're going to see the logo. I think my first day at Barnes, I was like, oh my gosh, it's everywhere. I was like, wow, this is really cool. But also like, holy smokes, like we really could do something big here. So I think this year's approach was about kind of maturing the brand a little bit, making it a little feel a little bit more refined, a little more grown up and kind of to meet where Symbiotica was at so that the two looked like they belonged together and they weren't on two different planets. I think we did that. I think we pulled it off. I think so too. Yeah. Spectacular. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Great. I want to ask you some more things about the tournament and kind of get back to that whole experience. We talked obviously about GA tickets. You'll still have access to the Wellness Village, we're calling it this year. What can fans expect to see in Wellness Village? What are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, we'll have, you know, they'll be able to go and have a drink, get some food, watch the match still on one of the big screens that's there but really engage with the sponsors and the vendors. And I think that's the cool thing is that, you know, you don't always get to do that. And especially like if it's tennis focused, you really get to engage with it. You're not just online, you know, so you can feel the products, you know, the clothing that we're going to sell, which is going to be awesome. You know, some of the activations that we have, where you can actually test out your health and do some of the activities that we are offering. So I think it's going to be super fun, engaging. It's for every age. Kids will have opportunities to do certain things. Adults will have you know, every opportunity to do it what they want. But the village is going to be really fun. Concessions are going to be great. Last year, the food, I remember, was so good. Yeah. I was so impressed by the food selection. So definitely come hungry. I feel like for all San Diego events, it ends up being like a de facto food festival as well. Exactly. <laughs> because everyone gets excited to eat there. So we've got food. We've got Wellness Village. We've got access to these incredible players, Court 1 and Court 2. One of the coolest things I think that we started last year, the Q&As with the players. Yes, people really loved those. Yeah, so I would do some Q&As with players and really get to kind of dive in about you know how they think, how they prepare, what they think of San Diego. We engage with the fans too. They get to ask a couple questions. So if you're listening and you're coming out, don't forget to stop by the Q&As. And then going back to one of your comments about mental health, we are going to be bringing out like a mental health expert 
psychologists that will take over the Q and A's with players to dive a little deeper to actually, you know, see how they think, you know, and because that can relate to anybody. If you're in business, if you're in marketing, right, you're going to have that stress somewhere. It's all relatable. And so not only are you going to listen to maybe a Madison Keys or Sloan Stevens talk about it, but you might learn something for yourself and your business. Absolutely. Speaking of players specifically, the lineup is great. Like we just talked about at the beginning, some of these players have had really incredible years. I've kind of, again, by fact of like working on this stuff for San Diego Open, I've paid a lot more attention, obviously, and kind of immersed myself more into the tennis world. But I mean, we love watching like Coco Goff. So cool to have her back. What other players do you feel like have really shown up and shown out and that you're stoked to see play in San Diego again, because they're just going to sweep it? Or maybe not sweep it, but at least put up a good fight. Uh, gosh, I can't point anybody out, but like Bia, the Brazilian player that has committed to coming getting to the finals of the French, the way she got to the finals, I don't know how many she had, but she had a ton of three setters to get there, which shows her character. And she's a fighter. She's got grit. you know. So I'm really excited to see her come. And I think the community is going to really like her. Hopefully all the Brazilians come out. But, you know, Sloane Stevens coming and, you know, the draw that she has in her game style. I'm really excited to see her. We have so many great players. When I saw Ons sign up. Yeah. It was awesome. Big deal. Yeah. Huge deal. Caroline Garcia from France has had an amazing year. Donna Vekic went really far last year against Iga. Remember, she went pretty far, I want to say, almost to the end. And Donna's back. Well, yes, she was a qualifier, got all the way to the final. And really had great results after that. And she's a star now. And she's also a partner with Symbiotica too. So that's cool to see that she's coming to play. And she has her partnership with them. Oh, love all of it. Super excited. Anything that you want people to really know about Symbiotica, San Diego Open? Any kind of like last notes or things you want to share to kind of let the people know? Yeah, I think that the message behind the tournament and how this all got started is important. That this is run by nonprofits. So the SETA Foundation is the entity that runs this. And the goal behind the SETA Foundation is to give access to tennis, you know, through sponsorships, grants, to kids that are in need, and to people that are in need. Wheelchair tennis, adaptive tennis, they're the ones behind this. So this is not like a business, like some other tournaments where they're just trying to make profit. This is a nonprofit trying to use this platform to help the community which is at the Barnes Tennis Center, which is also owned by a nonprofit, U Tennis San Diego, which provides access and tennis education through the city of San Diego. So I think that is a message that I really want to share that people know that you're coming to this great event. We've got VIP stuff, you know, you can spend money and whatnot, but it's for a cause that is helping our city and helping people. So definitely wanted to give that a shout out. Absolutely. Very worthy shout out at the very end. Amazing. So if anybody wants to come to the tournament at San Diego Open on all the socials, that's where you'll see all the work that my team and I have been helping with. And then also WTASDopen.com. Where can people buy their tickets? Where are you sending people? WTA right there on SeatGeek. Exactly. So SeatGeek will link through from San Diego WTASDopen.com. And then San Diego Open on all the socials. It's happening September 9th through the 16th. And yeah, come tag us, get those early tickets while you still can (laughs) and come on out to Barnes, right? Yep, absolutely. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for your time, Ryan. This was perfect. I really feel like we covered all of it. Yeah. We'll have to do a recap episode at the end with Troy or Natalie and talk about what we liked. Also, we can let the people know, I believe we're coming back again next year, correct? 
oh, we are. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you don't happen to get there this year, definitely keep us on your calendar for 2024. All right. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks, Ryan. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining us for the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. Don't forget to follow along and leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'll see you in the Kiss My Aesthetic Facebook group for years and years of behind the scenes content and over 5,000 connections with fellow creatives. For show notes from today's episode, please visit mkwcreative.co slash podcast. This episode was edited by Berta Wired and theme music comes from Eliza Vera and Nathan Menard. Catch you next time.